read everything and I can just comment. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Welcome to the newest podcast on the internet. It's not polite to ask. I'm your host, Albert Destrada. Thank you guys for joining us for this, our inaugural, first ever, leading off podcast. Today I have a special guest in the house. He is a local legend in the South Florida douchebag community. Everyone's favorite real estate developer representing Stag Development. We have Brandon. You can follow him at at Stag Surfing. That's the word surfing misspelled to leave out the last G. Brandon, how you doing today? Doing good, Al. Doing good, Al. Brandon and I are uh, lifelong friends. We've been uh, pretty good buds here for uh, what feels like too many years. And uh, the last year, we've kind of tried to do the old uh, Vincent Chase entourage situation where two guys who are way too old to be living with roommates and make way too much money to be having another roommate just decided to live together in a house. And unfortunately, right now at the end of November, those days are coming to an end. So Brandon and I are going to be parting soon. So... I uh, wanted to see if we can get some, some content with him before he, he leaves my, my clutches here. Uh, Brandon, I appreciate that you referred to me as Vinny Chase of the situation, at least, though. That's a pretty accurate assessment. It's, Bra- a, it's an astute observation. I actually think Brandon's more of the Eric Murphy of this situation. You're a little bit more together. You're not as much of a disaster. Don't really like meeting new people. I don't know. Yeah, you do have freakouts when I'm gone. I do have freakouts when you're gone. So, uh, but yeah, Brandon and I are going to discuss a couple of our favorite uh, topics today, guys. And uh, the, for, for all of our listeners, we are first-time listeners, uh, this podcast is a little bit more about just our lives and uh, some of the funny uh, hijinks we get involved in and uh, just our take on life in what is the end of 2021 coming into 2020. I'm sorry, end of 2020 going into 2021. So... Brandon and I have uh, we, we, we've come a long way, buddy. We've come a long way from when we first lived together about ten years ago, man. At the old uh, place we dubbed the Monkey Jungle. Remember those days, Brandon? Yeah, when uh, my rent was I think it was one hundred and fifty dollars, and I was consistently three to four months late on rent because I was jobless, pl- trying to play college baseball, and just overall struggling. I think we met. Uh, I was going through a breakup. Those were uh, those were fun times. Yeah, we coached baseball, man, many many moons ago, and became pretty good pals. You, you went through that breakup with uh, a nice young lady down here. I think her name was Kim, and uh, well, I, I'm sure her name was Kim. <laughs> <laughs> her, her, her name was Kim. Her name was definitely freaking Kim. Broke up with Kim. Kid shows up to my couch, just a ball of just emotions and stress and half eaten sandwiches, and uh, it's just. You know, basically sh- uh, set up shop in my couch of my old apartment in Plantation, Florida for what felt like a year and a half. And uh, we became pretty close friends, buddy. But not- here we are now, man, kind of succeeding on uh, the other side of life a little bit, you know? Yeah, most great friendships start with uh, a-, a sit-in, kind of, as, as was performed there. Just, uh, yeah, good times on the couch. Good times, man, good times. Yeah, we, we uh, this new place has been a little nicer here in Fort Lauderdale. We try to keep it... Uh, little cleaner a little bit more uh you know on the up and up we had a cleaning lady which is something that was foreign to us and i gotta tell you brandon that cleaning lady you set us up with she's been she's been pretty good she's a brazilian lady but i i had a little bit of an issue with her the other day where she i don't know how else to say this but she walked in on me while i was changing pants in my room 
had underwear on, and she just stared at me for what was an uncomfortable amount of time. Like, clearly, <laughs> like, too many seconds. It how, how many seconds is too many seconds? Like, three and a half? Or, like, is two too many seconds? It's like, you know when, like, you, you see a deer in the headlights, and they're just staring at the headlights, and you're like, dude, just fucking run across the street, man. And so it's like, if you, if, you begin, if you begin counting, it's too many, too many seconds. Is that what it is? Way too many seconds. Way too many seconds to the point where... I, as a, you know, mid-30s young man, uh, became a little bit uncomfortable, and I don't know if she sensed it or whatnot, but it was definitely weird the way our uh, slightly older Brazilian housekeeper uh, looked at me, and then to put the cherry on top of the cake, a couple days, uh, the next time she came through, we were kind of like shuffling next to each other in the kitchen, and she asked me where something was, and I'm pretty sure that as I shuffled by her, she gave me the ever so lightest graze on my backside at that point i was i i i i freaked out a little bit she's just rooting you on man she's rooting you on you she's like you you dirty those dishes al brandy she creeped me out man like she's <laughs> like i don't i don't feel comfortable that my cleaning lady has me spooked in my own house i feel like one of these girls at a gym who's getting stared at by the creepy old guy big yikes i mean that's what happens when you get your cleaning lady off of uh, craigslist i guess you brought the cleaning lady in. Ah, you recommended dude. her. Dude, she's she's nice. She means well. Let, let her get her rocks off every once in a while. If it's the, at the expense of your ass, you know, so be it. I support it. That's her tip. So you're pro inappropriate touching. As long as the inappropriate touching means an elderly cleaning lady, Brazilian lady touching me. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I'm okay with older Brazilian to younger Cuban mild sexual harassment. That's correct. It's like a niche, oh, like like a little bit of a... Glitch in the system where it's okay. It gets overlooked. Let me know when you start your whole social justice club because this is going to be this is going to be a tough one to get off the ground here, bud. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know. She kind of she kind of left me with a weird taste in my mouth. But it's uh, it's been a weird it's been a weird end to the year for me. You know, I uh, I'm recently back single again. Was seeing a young lady recently, Brandon, and uh, had a situation with this young lady. I want to I want to get your opinion on this. You got to tell me what you think here. Are you ready? I'm ready. So. Uh, for the listeners at home, about three weeks ago, uh, three four weeks ago, I had a chance to go see the Atlanta Braves play in the National League Championship Series. Uh, I am a diehard baseball and Atlanta Braves fan. Uh, that team is near and dear to me more so than almost anything in my life other than my immediate family. And I had a chance to go see the Braves play. And Brandon, we, we, we made a trip out of that, right? We had a fun time flying to Dallas, Texas for the NLCS. Is that right? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Got to see the new stadium over there. Uh, unfortunately, not too many W's for the Braves, but we had a good time. Oh, yeah. The Braves lost every one of the games that I was went there for. Uh, it was myself, Brandon, and uh, we had two young ladies who accompanied us, accompanied us as, our, as our dates for this adventure. Um, and then a weird issue happened where um, I, I believe it was game six of the NLCS. In between innings, uh, the third out is recorded by the Braves defense and their shortstop. Dansby Swanson uh, ends up tossing a ball up to our area. Brandon, remember I caught the ball. We had it, right? We got the mm-hmm. game-used ball. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the, being the consummate gentleman that I am, hand the ball to my date at the time. And, you know, she took it, took pictures of it, held on to the baseball. And, uh, you know, everything was all good and merry. Well, fast forward about three, four weeks now into the future, and her and I have amicably decided to no longer be romantically involved. Uh, The whole relationship was probably a little under three months, and she is not a baseball fan at all. So my question is, Brandon, should and can I ask for my freaking baseball back? (laughs) Uh, First of all, are you going to phrase it in the form of, have you seen my baseball? 
<laughs> second, second of all, I, I'm gonna go with no. I might, I, yeah, I'm gonna go with a fuck no. I'm, I'm gonna go with a fuck no, and uh, and here's why: when you reach the age to where you can appropriately ask to have your baseball back, is when you're too old to ask for your baseball back. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 not just because it's a. I'm not asking for the physical baseball back because I'm like trying to start a neighborhood game. There, there's sent. There's legitimate sentimental value here i'm a i hadn't seen the braves participate in that they were one win away from the world series brandon we were i hadn't seen him go that far in 20 years man that girl doesn't even know anything about the team um i'm gonna create a checklist here and if you check any or all of the boxes on the checklist you're not allowed to ask for your baseball back and we're gonna start with do you sleep with a nightlight <laughs> and i think i lost you there and so i'm gonna go with no you can't ask the young lady for the baseball back I'm just saying, I think that she, to her, that's just a random piece of uh, sports equipment. To me, it's a lifetime of memories. What, I'll tell you what, I will make a compromise. You can tell her that you've recently started an outreach program on behalf of waste management, and you guys are using new efforts to recycle uh, sporting equipment, and if she happens to decide to throw the baseball away, you would be her outreach person to uh, go ahead and handle that for her. And then at that which point, you can take over you know, possession of the baseball. That's a nice compromise. Yeah, the part, you know, the one part that I think makes me feel a little bit guilty about this whole thing, if I'm being real honest with you and our listeners, is as much as I say Dansby Swanson threw that ball up at us in the stands for for us to have, I got to say there's a big chunk of me that says he probably threw it at her. (laughs) At her. Because uh, in, in his mind, he's playing ski ball, and the area in between her cleavage is the 100 marker, and he is trying to score that baseball right into that direction. He was trying to add one more large round object to the uh, two others that were uh, currently participating in viewing the game. <laughs> you you got to think that these athletes, these pro, like, you know, I, I don't think Dansby looks up at me and says, wow, that 35 year old Cuban guy looks like he could really use a baseball right now. He probably yeah. threw it at the two cute girls that were sitting with us in that section. So that's. To me, that's the only leg she has to stand on in this in this baseball custody argument. But uh, I don't know. We'll 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 figure it out. I'll I'll, I'll take some time to think about this one. But you'll, you'll have to keep uh, keep myself and the listeners posted on how you go about that. Where uh... yeah, you know what, guys, do, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Write in the comments below uh, and just answer back at us. Do you think I should keep the ball or or? Leave her the ball or go get my ball. Leave her the ball or go get my ball. Please write them in the comments or uh, you can go ahead and mention us on Twitter. We are at Not Polite to Ask. It's, uh, it's Not Polite to Ask is the name of the podcast. Go ahead and mention us on there and let me know what you think. Uh, I'm curious to see what our, our listener feedback is going to be on whether or not I should retrieve my precious baseball. Is it, is it hashtag have you seen my baseball, Albert? Have you seen my baseball <laughs> for our something something about Mary fans? But uh, yeah, now that uh, now that that young lady and I have uh, no longer uh, continued our dating relationship, I'm back in the single scene. Back in the it's a uh, fun place to be in South Florida. Very fun place, and by fun I mean absolute misery. Uh, I'm somebody who um, you know my background for our listeners is I used to be a professional dating coach, uh, had some uh, some stints on some reality television on a dating. Uh, tip and uh, for me in 2020 with the pandemic it's been a weird year man because you know frankly a lot of people these days are meeting on these uh, on the dating apps right you got the bumble and the tinder and the hinge and all that good stuff but I really don't like using those mediums and I feel like my success on those mediums has been 
horrific compared to my success in real life. But I tried a new strategy recently on the uh, on the Bumble machines. Brandon, you care to share with the uh, care to share with the audience what we what we rocked there? Oh yeah. So we're sitting there and we're talking about how terrible dating in South Florida is and how. We wish that our businesses weren't firmly planted here in South Florida. And so Albert, being the uh, technologically forward gentleman that he is, decides that he is going to metaphorically move his dating life to Phoenix, Arizona in the form of changing his Bumble location. Because nothing says ease of dating like hopping on a flight to meet a total stranger that you met through Bumble on the off chance that they're okay with you swiping from Florida and your reason being that you didn't like the girls that you were playing with, basically. Listen, listen, listen. And, 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 uh, <laughs> in order to back up my case here, I happen to be a gentleman who has a specific set of interests that I like when it comes to dating, man. I like girls who like live music and going to a ball game and having a beer and having a laugh. And I feel like just culturally and substantially, from a substance standpoint, I, I, I just it's just hard to find that person down here in South Florida and I had I had a good friend of mine uh, a buddy of my name Ronnie uh, who lives out west who told me man you just got to go to like Arizona or something and check it out so you know what I did I couldn't get on a plane Brandon I couldn't get on a freaking bus I couldn't get on anything so what I did was I became a digital traveler did I go. digitally travel yes you know what I don't feel bad about it I don't feel wrong and I got to do I got to get some you know what I got to get which was better than dates I got information. There you go. Because I, as much as I, you know, I've, I've done pretty well in the dating scene in real life, my results on these apps here have been horrific. So I needed to know, Brandon, I needed to know, is it me or is it here? You know what I'm saying? Is it my profile that sucks and is horrific or is the dating pool here on the digital uh, platform not that great? And I got to tell you, we got some information back from this little experiment that's pretty interesting. Take them through it. Take them through it. We uh, we were analyzing uh, Bumble messages, and for those of you not familiar, Bumble is a dating app where it forces uh, once you match with someone, it forces the ladies to go ahead and message you first. So uh, these can range from two syllables, or excuse me, two letters, to uh, a nice little paragraph. Mostly down here in South Florida, you're gonna be lucky to get uh, two or three letters out of them. Go ahead, so for, for our listeners at home, guys, you're in for a special treat because now I'm going to read the verbatim openers that I received from some young ladies using the Bumble service where, you know, generally the ladies uh, message the gentleman first. And uh, we're going to be hearing some exact messages that we got. So you can see what we're getting from the Arizona crowd. And then we're going to read a couple from the Florida crowd and just show you a little bit of the difference here. So let's start off with, we'll call her... Justine, to protect her name. Hello, Al. How's your Tuesday evening treating you? By the way, I really enjoyed your profile. You seem pretty awesome. Here's another one from, we'll call her Sarah. So, you come in and throw some hope into Phoenix's sad dating scene just for me to find out you live in Florida. Heartbreak emoji. Lastly, we'll go from, we'll call her Alice. This was a longer one. Hey, Al, I have to share with you this honest stream of consciousness that I, I had when I saw you. I am severely risk averse in so many aspects of my life and entire career, yet he seems like his life is an entire emotional and financial roller coaster. So adventurous. 
He seems so expressive. He has such a bright smile and kind eyes. This guy is a mystery. And finally, damn it, he lives in Florida. So this, this is what I'm getting from girls in Arizona. This is their first message to me, Brandon. This is the first message. Are you ready to hear what the first two messages I received when I came back to the Florida location were? Uh, I can imagine so just from uh, swiping down here. But go ahead. Take the, uh, take the listeners through. I am not making these up, guys. These are the first two messages I received when I switched my location back to Florida. Natalie wrote, Hello. <laughs> Alexandra wrote, hey. <laughs> Riveting. Listen, at the end of the day, man, like, I don't care what you got going on, who you are, what your deal is. But if you're really, if you're one of these girls who complains that they can't meet a guy who's looking for something serious on an app, how on earth do you think that saying hello or hey is a effective quality good strategy in any way brandon can you, can you walk me what, what are they I, thinking I, with that i i i i wish i could tell you because it's like if you're on the app and you've sent the message you're admitting which is fine that you're single and trying to meet someone and that's okay but it's like if we're all going to join together on this app why do we need to make it harder and go in with basically the greeting that the person at the grocery store gives you as they're checking you out it's like we're trying to create a relationship out of nowhere, and all of you you're going to get me to work with is hey or hello, or even worse sometimes, girls will send a wave emoji or a, uh, uh, a smiley face emoji or a gif. It's like you've taken the whole idea of the app, which is, hey, let's get the women to message first. It might open up some doors, you know, admit a little bit of interest, and it's like I'm going to give you dog shit and make you essentially feel like a, a, a cashier. <laughs> that's, that's a really good way to put it. It's so transactional. Um, speaking of transactional, I'm actually going to give you guys a little bit of some bonus footage here. Um, because this second, our second uh, young, one of our young ladies here that uh, started <laughs> messaging me gave me some pretty fun nuggets of information I'm going to share with you. So I'm going to read you the verbatim text that I received from... <laughs> This, this young lady. Here we go. Her. Hey. Me. Hey there. Welcome to South Florida. So what prompted the move from out west? Why did I say this? Because I actually read her profile. Her response. I'm from here. So I was coming back after being gone a while. Okay. Then we had a little bit of nice uh, conversation. I'll, I'll skip here to some of the meteor part. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Me, so you seem more artistic over athletic, just based on the surface. Could be the body art. Her response, I'm both. I work out and paddleboard every day, and I'm a dancer. When I heard this word, dancer, a little bit of a flag came up. So I said, wow, kudos to you. Can't, can't, I can't let these posh photos of you fool me. And here's where we get interesting. Me, so... Do you dance for fun or professionally? If so, what style? This is me being as delicate as I can. <laughs> and in delicate form, her response was, professionally, the adult kind. <laughs> so directly out of the gate, the second girl I met was a professional dancer, a.k.a. stripper. God bless her heart for being direct about it. Nothing wrong with that. Listen... That's a very fine and fair way to make a living, and I have no disrespect to that industry, but 
it just showed me that maybe I'm not wrong by fucking teleporting to Phoenix, Arizona to try to meet a young lady when the alternative here is uh, girls that probably want me to make it rain on them more than take them to dinner. My, uh, my, my whole thing wasn't that you were like absolutely crazy for swiping in Arizona because it's a little outlandish. I, I mean, I understand it in theory. It's when you got a little bit farther from home that I really started to consider like maybe therapy or some other type of intervention is required uh, when you decided to skip over a couple oceans and start swiping in uh, the comfortable location of Australia. All right, all right. I'll admit, Brandon, my latest jump to teleport for Bumble may have been Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> but, I, I, but stay with me. There's a reason. There's uh-huh. a reason. There, there always is. See, listen, when people go traveling, I feel like the, mo- the, the majority of the population always likes places because it's scenic or there's historical things they can look at. or Surrounded cool, by water. It's cool, a continent. Yeah. <laughs> cool beaches, all this kind of stuff. For me, what really makes a destination appealing to travel to is what? The people. Who's there? Who are the people that live there? How are they? How do they treat you? And for me, my experience with the Australians that I have met are they're super cool people. They're fun. They're gregarious. They're engaging. They like to drink and have fun and do a lot of the same things I like to do. So in my head, I'm like, shit, if I'm trying to meet a girl who has a good attitude, why would I not try Australia just to get some feedback, just to get some feedback, and not to mention Australian women, in my experience, have been absolutely stunning. So I may have taken a little digital trip to Australia on, on the old dating app today. So, so here's the hurdles that we have to go through. You have to swipe in Australia, match with somebody, hope that to have a connection, continue that connection, let that connection blossom to the point where you two decide that you'd like to meet, book a 26-hour or so flight on whatever the local uh, popular airline is, and uh, begin your face-to-face interaction that way. So as oh, uh, dating didn't have enough barriers, we're adding oceans and hours and hours of plane travel and thousands of dollars worth of uh, world travel to the, uh, to the list of uh, barricades and obstacles. Is that, is that correct? Listen, at this point, Brandon, I, uh, let's just say I, I'm not against trying anything. If I meet some, a girl and she's in Australia, man, you know what? There's Zoom and FaceTime and airplanes hopefully coming back soon. You know what? Call me crazy, but I might do it. My, my, you know, my biggest problem is that I'm, I think I'm, I'm the worst combination of ultra picky, yet uh, somehow I'm still like a hopeless romantic. So I think deep down inside, the hopeless romantic in me still thinks that something crazy could maybe happen. I don't think you're that picky, you know, specifically looking for girls on a faraway island. Yeah, that's fine. Mostly surrounded by poisonous snakes and deserts. That's not that picky. It's yeah, cool. yeah, you're probably you're prob you're probably right. No, I, I'm I'm sure that this has love written all over it, mate. Mate, uh, I don't know, man. It's just tough. It's tough to meet girls in different ways. You know, like uh, you know, I have a friend who told me about. Uh, he lives in Nashville, Tennessee. He told me that he's been going to this Orange Theory Fitness place. Brandon, are you, are you familiar with that place? Uh, familiar in a, in a very vague sense of, uh, I, I understand the, uh, the general philosophy. Yeah. It's, it's one of those places where it's like a, it's like a fitness class and you go in and you, you run around, they run you through all these different stations and stuff. So it's for people who do Zumba to lift weights basically. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, I went to one of those classes, uh, because my friend told me he was really enjoying it and I wanted to like, you know, not only 
do a little bit of extra fitness, but um, I want to see if I can maybe meet somebody in a nice organic setting, someone who has some good fitness habits. And I got to tell you, it was a horrific venue to meet people. <laughs> We're wearing masks. Everyone's running through a class. There's no time to talk at all. The You're getting yelled at by the instructor the entire time. By the way, the guy sounds like a mix of a P90X coach and a strip club DJ. It's like a weird voice the whole time. It was horrific. It was absolutely horrific. What was he now coming to the elliptical? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> group number seven, moving over to the bicep curls. And I'm like, Jesus. this is not my thing. So it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. You but know, you learned your lesson because the number one rule about going to the gym is don't talk to members of the opposite sex about dating. Unless that person's at a water fountain or physically falls into you and you're going to say you're sorry and somehow a movie like serendipitous relationship should start just just leave that girl on the hamstring curl alone just just leave her alone yeah i mean i i, I think i think you're right actually I, mean, I think girls and just people in general now especially now with the social distancing and the masks and everything like i don't think people want to be approached in those kind of settings the gym um, you know, we're losing that traction of that public organic meeting. So what the hell are we going to do, man? Like, what, what, what are we supposed otherwise, to do? Otherwise, you're only one step better than uh, the Brazilian housekeeper, man. Oh, don't take me down that route, man. Oh, you're one don't step away. take me that route, you're man. You're one step away. I don't know. Well, if you, if you want to get into one step away, I saw one of the craziest things that I've seen in a while today. And it's my good friend Brandon, right before we got into this podcast. Um, see, Brandon has this habit with... Uber Eats, and I'm, I'm going to share with our listeners here because um, he's a very special character. So most people are familiar with Uber Eats, I'm, I'm hoping, and uh, which is where you get the food delivered to your house. And most people just place the order, maybe check once or twice to see where the driver is or call them if they've taken a long time. Brandon, on the other hand, will, and I'm not exaggerating, look at the small digital car on the digital screen from the exact moment that the order is picked up to the exact second that it arrives at the house. He watches every turn, every light, every movement. Brandon, can, can you give us some clarity as to what you're doing by staring at this damn car in the I elites? fully stand by this. It is the perfect combination of entertainment and godlike power that someone can have. I am not only watching the person's movements and uh, kind of analyzing whether they're taking the proper street to get to my house, but I also get to give them specific instructions and watch as they follow them, either to a T or not so much, and then metaphorically give feedback in my head to Uber Eats on why they didn't decide to go straight on that yellow light or why they decided to turn left on Johnson instead of going all the way down to Ashbrook Avenue. But Brandon, you understand that they can't hear you or see you, buddy. It doesn't matter if you yell at the phone. He, Luis doesn't know to make I a want left the turn. Food. I want the food to know that I care about it. Me and food are very... Uh, Close together. Well, we all know you have an obsession with food. It's it's a little for a guy who's six foot tall, two hundred pounds of, of rock hard muscle. We all get it. You're obsessed with food. You haven't had a carb since Reagan was in office. We all we all know that. But food is you, very special. To you, me. you don't. Yeah, it, it won't help the food get here any faster if you stare at the car the whole time. Not with that attitude. I don't know, man. It's to me. To me, it's. I think you're. I think you're stressing it out a little bit much. You put a little pressure. on I don't yourself. play video games anymore, so it's my own version. I'm just watching the guy go through the maze. Maybe he stops and gives somebody some change on the side of the road. I'm. I'm, I'm watching it and I'm entertained. You know who the big loser is here? The, the the Uber Corporation who isn't using your insanity. Oh, they're missing out on some gold. They they should be using your unadulterated insanity and turning it into some f form of 
a focus group or some kind of feedback, you could be giving these guys incredible like statistics on you these drivers. entertainment, we should add balloons to the back of these cars, turn it into some Uber Eats Mario Kart. That's what we should be doing. Uber Eats drivers can get points by knocking balloons off other drivers' cars. Now you're talking. Uber, if you ever start that program, just remember it all started here at the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast. So uh, feel, feel free to get, let us get our beak wet. Right, we'll take five, five cents of every drive. Feel free to let us get our beak wet on that. Well, well, guys, uh, we'll, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. And I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to our first episode. Uh, it's been a pleasure to kick off this um, project. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. You guys are going to hear a lot of fun stories from our lives, uh, my life, uh, Brandon, and some of the other guests uh, we're going to have on the podcast. So, uh, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Al. I'm very, uh, very emotionally invested to see what happens with this uh, baseball situation. So please uh, keep me posted on that one. Yes, guys. Please go ahead and comment on the uh, on the comments below or tag us in social media. Let us know should I take the ball back or leave it with her. Also, if you are an Uber driver or any delivery service and you have an order to a guy named Brandon B R A N D E N, uh, please know that he is watching your car like a complete <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> Like, basically to a level that'll make you uncomfortable. Don't take any wrong turns. Yeah. Till the next time, guys. Don't always remember it's not polite to ask. Talk to you later.